Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. The pride, passion, and pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, Hour One Podcast. This might be college football, heaven. Friday, let's get going right now on the program. Much to do and a lot of news to share with you. It's been that kind of week. Let's get right to it with some headlines and then a guest. Josh Heupel is in court. He has joined the lawsuit. Is that good? Gives a little bit of weight. A little bit of credibility, a big name. Imagine if Hypo walked into that court in a couple of days. More coaching changes. I mean, can you believe it? Bill O'Brien, how many jobs has this man had in the last three weeks? He was at the Patriots, cost Belichick his career, went to Ohio State, helped bring in Julius, Julian Sayon from Alabama, and now he's the new Boston College coach, according to sources. He was supposed to be the OC, but apparently somebody else has that job. Chip Kelly, yes. Chip Kelly was, until this morning, the head coach at UCLA. Remember, they're going to the Big Ten? Chip Kelly is going to the Big Ten, too, but as an OC. I don't know what that means in a game of uh, poker, but apparently being the OC at Ohio State is more valuable than being the head coach at UCLA. Florida State has said, you know what? We don't like where we are. We don't like where we're going, but we're about to get richer. We'll talk about how billions could be in the FSU future. Dabo Sweeney, Kirby Smart, highest paid coaches in college football. Thank you, Nick Saban, for getting out of the way and making room for the rest of the poor slobs. What about, what about Kaylin DeBoer? He's tied for fourth. How can, I mean, imagine making $10 million a year and not being number one in your class. Dabo Sweeney, who's done absolutely nothing for the last four years, other than wine, is the highest paid coach in the country. Brad Crawford joins us to talk about that and much more. Brad, good afternoon. Uh, you're looking like you're relaxed on this Friday afternoon. So. Uh, does it, what does this mean that all these coaches are making so much money? Paul, oh, it's good to see you, man. Yeah, the, the new threshold for the elite tier in terms of college football coaching salaries annually looks to be about $9 million. That'll put you in the top 10. Now we've got three or four guys making 10-plus. Lincoln Riley in L.A., Kalen DeBoer, Alabama. Dabo Sweeney's now the highest-paid coach. Remember, Paul, he had that Nick Saban clause in his contract that he was going to make as much as Nick Saban did as long as he stayed at Clemson. Now that Saban has retired and joined you guys at ESPN, Kirby Smart's kind of inching up on Dabo. So, yeah, I mean, college football, if you're a winning program, winning coach who can recruit at an elite level, you get paid handsomely. And I think 2024 salaries, we're certainly seeing that. I'm, I'm going to try to go for that Pat McAfee clause in my next deal. Uh, 
Brad, let's, I mean, that, that highest paid is great, and you want to be as paid as well. But in your estimation, uh, with Saban having exited, who's the best coach in college football right now? Yeah, I've got Kirby Smart, number one, in my latest rankings. Him and Dabo Sweeney both have two titles each. They're two of only three active head coaches now, Paul, with national championships. That's it. Those two guys and Mac Brown over at UNC, he won one way back when I was almost in diapers at Texas, it feels like. But that's the only three coaches who've won titles. I think some of those guys that maybe are next in line on that list, you look at Ryan Day at Ohio State, based on what he's done in the transfer portal and recruiting this cycle, you know, a, a top five class in, in both the portal and the freshman class coming in for 2024. It's it's title or bust in 2024 for Ryan Day at Ohio State. And I think Brian Kelly at LSU, another guy that I would put in that top five active head coaches. Yeah, Brian Kelly, uh, way, way down there. Nine point nine million. I mean, how do you go home and share, with, it, share your, with your wife? Hey, I just got my W-2. And I'm at nine point nine million. She says, "Can't you, can't you get over the over the threshold?" I mean, what's wrong with you, Brian? And you know what's crazy about Brian Kelly? He's won ten games back to back years. His first two seasons in Baton Rouge, and still fired his entire defensive staff despite winning ten games. And and by the way, winning the SEC West two years ago. And he had a Heisman winner last year too. Still fired a bunch of staffers. Brian Kelly thinks that he's at the program that can win a national title. I agree with him. He recruits at a level that most programs and elite coaches do not. It may not come in 2024 with this expanded playoff, but I don't know, man. Garrett Nussmeyer, probably just as good as Jaden Daniels. Maybe not in that Heisman tier just yet, though. How does, how does Mark Stoops make $9 million a year? You have to ask somebody in Lexington that, man. Whoever is footing the bill for that salary, man. you know, the, the big-name boosters there, he's averaging, what, seven and a half wins a year yeah, or so? maybe. That, at Kentucky, right. And by the way, he just lost his top assistant coach, Liam Cohen, for a second time to an NFL job. The, these guys are leaving right and left in the college ranks. We saw Jeff Halfley leave Boston College for the Packers job. Harbaugh bolted. Cliff Kingsbury probably is going to keep coaching Caleb Williams with the commander. So a lot of these guys, man, are just tired of recruiting. They're tired of the NIL situation. And as you know now, you have to re-recruit your own roster every offseason. It's, it's mind-numbing for a lot of these guys. How, how desperate do you have to be, and I'm talking about Boston College here, to hire Bill O'Brien as your head coach? I think it's not that bad of a hire, right? I mean, especially I this late game. Signing day is already over with. Remember that. And he was also the OC at Ohio State, so Ryan Day thought a lot of him. He's won before at the college level, maybe not big. Um, you know, he did help develop Bryce Young into a Heisman winner at Alabama. So obviously Boston College thinks that the man, you know, can can coach and, and develop talent. But I don't know. It it seems like a maybe a B, B-plus hire for me. I just felt like asking a mean question. Uh, finally, uh, on, on the coaching care, so the Chip Kelly yeah. news, just breaking, going from the OC at UCLA to the OC at, o, at Ohio State as the head coach at UCLA. What does that mean? Yeah, he underwhelmed a little bit out in L.A. I, you know, any, anybody can tell you that. He, he lost his five-star signee quarterback last cycle to the portal this cycle. Dan Laning got Dylan Gabriel and Dante, so that, that's, that's two big ones for Oregon. But I think for Ohio State, this is a better hire than Bill O'Brien was. Bill O'Brien never had the sexy offense that Chip Kelly was able to establish you know, 10 years ago at Oregon. He has a dual-threat guy in Will Howard two of arguably college football's best running backs and Travion Henderson and Quinshawn Judkins, a lot of Ole Miss fans, SEC guys, 
know about him back-to-back, what, 1,400-yard season. So, as I said in the opening, this is title or bust type year, and this is the best collection of talent Chip Kelly's had to work with offensively since he was with the Ducks. Brad, let's let's talk about the SEC in 24. We know Georgia will be the preseason number one. Who's next? I like Texas in that two spot if I'm, you know, February 9th doing SEC power rankings here. And then Ole Miss is my number three team. I've, I've got Ole Miss as a preseason top five team. I think it's the best roster in school history, and that's no hyperbole based on what Lane Kiffin has done in the transfer portal. He pulled Texas A&M's best defensive player in Walter Nolan. He pulled South Carolina's best offensive player in Juice Wells at receiver. And, oh, by the way, he's got Jackson Dart coming back, who's arguably, you know, the SEC's best quarterback along with Georgia's Carson Beck. So Ole Miss is a team that I think with a favorable schedule, they only play two ranked teams in our way too early poll at 24-7 sports. So, I mean, Ole Miss 10-2 and is probably the, the low-end type season, and I expect Lane Kiffin to get to the playoff. So you've taken up three spots. Uh, you mentioned LSU a minute ago. Did I, I, I'm just starting to process what you said. Did you say Nussmeyer was in Jaden Daniels' league? Did I hear you correctly? Garrett Nussmeyer was a top 10 SEC quarterback last season, and that was him as a backup quarterback. He would have started at, at most FBS programs had Jaden Daniels not been a you know four-year guy, three years at Arizona State and one year at LSU before last season. Nussmeyer is really good, man. He had four touchdown passes against Wisconsin in that bowl win. Not bad for your first college start. And we saw him a couple years ago against Georgia in the second half of that SEC title game really play pretty well against Kirby Smart's defense. So I don't, I don't think they're going to have a ton of drop-off there. But the biggest question for LSU this season and getting to the playoff and maybe you know being in that national title conversation is can Blake Baker, that's Mizzou's former D.C., can he re-energize this defense and get that secondary to to make tackles, not have defensive breakdowns, and and really you know have LSU's defense playing at that elite level that's necessary to win big time in college football. Brad, finally, I don't want to sound like a fine bomb caller, but what about Bama? I mean, how you, I haven't heard Bama's name mentioned. You've mentioned at least four, maybe five SEC schools. What about us? Yeah, I wouldn't put Bama outside the five in the SEC. I I probably have them uh, fifth or sixth to open in my preseason top 25. Fifth but I'm or still six? In, Are you, did, did, you, did I hear you correctly? Listen, I'm, I'm still in wait-and-see mode, man. I mean, a lot rides on the development of Jalen Milrow at quarterback. I think he's a legitimate Heisman candidate if that continues. Some of these portal additions from Washington, Kalen DeBoer and that Washington staff that he brought over, he knows those guys well. Number two signing class, too. But, look, this, this is an offense that I don't think is going to be supreme in 2024 maybe 2025 and so on it can be. But Bama's a team that it would not surprise me if the Tide missed the playoffs. Oh, my goodness. Who, who, Randy, where do we find this guy? He just said the Tide could miss the playoffs this year. That is could, not allowed could. on this show. He's on the wrong Man. Have you, have you seen the schedule, Paul? I, I, schedule refu- I refuse to look at it. I, I, have, hey, been, uh, I have been in mourning. For the last four weeks, I'm saying Kaddish every day after Nick Saban left left us. So, uh, uh, Brad, uh, uh, get that schedule off the screen. I don't want to see it. So look at that. So you, you've got Georgia. They're going to be an underdog there at home for the first time in, what, 10-plus years. they got to go to Tennessee. Got to go to LSU. That home game against Missouri, 
is going to be one of their toughest games of the year. And in order to make the playoff next year, Paul, in the SEC, you probably got to win 10 games. And and I think the over-under for Bama is going to be right at 9.5. So if they get to 10, they're going to be one of those at-large seeds in that 12-team expanded playoff. But if they fall on 9, then that's going to underwhelm. And then you're going to have Georgia, Texas, and then either Ole Miss or LSU getting that third spot for the SEC. The Grim Reaper joining us. Here. Oh man, uh, <laughs> I'm I'm never going to hear the end of this one, man. Thanks. I, I promise you, we, we, you you will be hearing from 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 the Feinbaum army out there. Hey, thanks, Brad. Great to have you on. Good to see you, Paul. Brad Crawford, spitting some uh, hot takes uh, as we begin our Friday afternoon program here. As uh, Matt Baker joining us a little bit later on. Stephen Means on how Ohio State ripped off so many uh, Southern programs for big time talent, and we'll be right back with your phone calls. <laughs> You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show Podcast. Is your schedule too packed to see a doctor about your erectile dysfunction? Well, with Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. They're changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and entirely online. Just answer a series of questions and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you free. No insurance needed. So what are you waiting for? Join the hundreds of thousands of trusted HIMSS subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash paul. That's HIMS.com slash Paul for your personalized ED treatment options. HIMS.com slash Paul. Hardments are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies on product and subscription plan. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Okay, let's get hey, some phone calls here. Busy day yesterday. The uh, Herb Street interview late in the show has garnered hey, a great Paul, deal how of you doing? publicity. Hey, hey, G, good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing good. I see I got you today. <laughs> I'm glad to hear. Hey, hey, yes, sir, Paul. Look here. Yesterday you had a caller on early in the segment and uh, talking about the visually impaired, how you had the uh, support group. And, yes. uh, and I was just interested about that because I'm visually impaired, as you know. And, uh, and I just want to let your callers know that I'm trying to get a kidney, and I'm going to tell the obstacle that I have to go to to get a kidney. I had to give 15 miles of blood, which I did, and I had to watch a movie for two hours. And uh, you had to have all your dentures in your mouth. And I'm about 6'5", and I weigh 305 pounds, give or take. They want me to get down to 280. And so, Paul, I had a cancer back in 2016. I had colon cancer. And the chemo did something to my mouth and my teeth fell out. And I fell down one time and I knocked the other two, the other teeth out. And so I just want people to know to keep my, 
keep me in their prayers and everything because I got turned down this time. But uh, you know, hey, gee, uh, let me ask and, you a question here. Uh, and I, I mean, you're in Atlanta, and is there? Can you give us some information? Uh, is there? Is there? I, I know sometimes uh, you have to match things perfectly. Is there anything specific in terms of trying to get you a match? Well, um, they will do that. Well, you know, that's why they take all the blood. And if okay. I got a family member, uh, someone out there that's a match, they won't even give me the kidney right now because okay. of the obstacle that I got to go through, you know, because they want you to be, they check your, your, your chest cavity and they do ultrasounds. And as a matter of fact, they found I had three small kidney stones that I got to get taken care of too. Oh I didn't even know I had those. Yeah, and so, but uh, you I've know, but uh, yeah. Hey, uh, gee, is there anything? Yeah, so. uh, is there anything we can do here uh, to get the word? Is there, I mean, I don't, I don't know what. I mean, I'm not that familiar with kidney transplants, but is, is there something well, that no. we could do? Hey, well, Paul, uh, like I said, just keep me in the prayers, and like I said, I mean, I'm just loving, loving to hear the show um, from the youngsters, from Dominique to to the Jams of Tuscaloosa. I love you guys. I love. Everybody on the show that calls, I mean, I'm a Georgia Bulldog fan, but I'm an SEC fan, too. I root for the whole conference, but Georgia come first. So just keep it up, Paul. You just keep me involved. Hey, what, uh, where, where are you getting your treatment in Atlanta? Uh, I go to the Vita Dialysis Center, okay. and the hospital I go to is called Peak Mount Atlanta. Okay. And it's, on, um, it's in Peachtree. Got it. Okay. Well, I'm on PC Road. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, gee, thank you. Uh, listen, uh, we're all thinking of you, and uh, I know many will will think about you this weekend. Uh, and uh, you stay in touch with us, and you you continue to fight this this battle, and we are with you. Thank you, thank you, Paul. Everybody have a good Friday. Thank you, G. Wow. You talk about. I mean, just when you th you think about you're having a bad day. Well, what this young man is going through, uh, that is that is truly remarkable. John is up next. Wow, it makes our issues seem small, doesn't it, Paul? It really does. Hey, um, I, I would tend to think that Brad is now the most hated uh, guest uh, surpassing Brad, don't you think? Yeah, I think, uh, <laughs> I think Brad retired the trophy today. Yeah. Hey, yesterday's uh, opening uh, volley of uh, segment, first segment uh, callers, Ms. Pat, Daryl, Elliot, and uh, Bash, had to be challenging. Did you feel like yeah. canceling the day and going John, home? I, I have rarely been uh, ready to walk <laughs> out of here by 3.15, but I was yesterday. And, and I, I feel badly that I was so hard on Pat. Uh, we don't. <laughs> because um, I, I, I have been fighting that for a very long time. But because Pat is a sweet lady, I, I've, I've tried to be kind to her, but... I guess my true feelings came out yesterday, didn't they? Yeah, they did a little <laughs> bit. And then, and then the hits just kept coming as yeah. uh, John from St. Louis likened you to that, uh, shall I say, cold, passive-aggressive, uh, yeah, tyrannical, John, uh, and intimidating Nurse Ratchet. I mean, Jim had the, <laughs> the most sapient call of the day. He did. Speaking of John, uh, he could play the role of... Uh, Going by memory, was it Charlie Cheswick, the uh, yeah. character in the movie with the temper tantrums? Yeah, I mean, I, I have in my in my entire life, I've never been asked about uh, a role in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, which I think was '75, <laughs> wasn't it? Uh, it won the Oscar, but we're talking 40 years ago, uh, 50 years ago, excuse me. And he knew all the characters, he knew all the names, and, and I'm just wondering if John wasn't a patient uh, now, at, that, at that place they they did the simulation off of. 
Well, John lives in the 20th century. And by the way, um, John's best calls are from uh, AJ. I'm sorry, John, oh, but uh, he does a better job without the IEDs going off, don't he you does. think? He does. Uh, AJ was teetering as a caller, and John, <laughs> the imitation of John has resurrected his career. Absolutely. And, Paul, um, before I get to Rick Pitino, uh, maybe even uh, Chip Kelly, I agree with Augie that uh, Kurt Hertzstreet's semi-mea copa did bring uh, back memories of the Hamlet quote. And uh, yeah, well, yeah, Herb I, Street, uh, and I'm just, overdid I'm, it. yeah, I mean, I, I'm just, I'm just re. A lot of people have reacted. It seems like the 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 reaction toward his mea culpa was 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 worse than it, what the situation before he called. And, yeah, absolutely. And he one person told me that he turned a one day story into a three day story. Absolutely. And uh, I agree, too. I think uh, Dominic Sr. writes Dominic Jr.'s uh, daily script, particularly evident in the uh, adult expressions and jokes. So I thought Don Sr. should have called in to apologize, not his son. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know, Dom. Um, and somebody said, well, are you going to call him? I, I said, no, I don't really care if we ever talk about this subject again. No, nah, it was just an inappropriate joke. Hey, Paul, uh, agree with Legend too. Uh, you know, it's three reasons for not wanting to watch the Super Bowl. I'm I'm over the overexposed Mahomes and Kelseys and the wannabe Brittany Mahomes and the uh, fugly Mama Kelsey and all that. Then I'm going to go with uh, San Francisco. What did you and, call uh, Mama Kelsey? The, uh, fugly. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm. I I am I mean you always kind of hate to see the season come to an end but uh not not this time around. So, do you have time for Rick Pitino? Yes. Never one who's owned a moral compass or and cheats like uh at every opportunity and lies like a rug but he had some comments on the NIL. Yeah. He said it's very tough to build a team and uh, you have to really innovate and get creative and understand the rules and like he ever did, but hey, tell tell um, Rick, uh, the, you know, don't bother us. Just uh, we'll, we'll catch you at the at the uh, at the Italian restaurant on, on the table <laughs> on Thursday night. Okay. Yes. So for basketball, he has the Power Five and Big Eight conference commissioners getting together to create a salary cap of one to two million dollars. All contracts are two years delivered to the league office. It sounds to me like. St. John has used up its budget on the uh, wrongful termination of the prior coach and on his salary, and he wants to get, you know, St. John's relevant, and the only way is to have uh, some equity in a salary cap. Do you, do you yeah, perceive no, it that I, way? I, I, first of all, uh, Rick's credibility has never been lower, but uh, you know, I, hope, I hope the, hope the Redmen or whatever they're called uh, at St. John's have a great season. Uh, we are going to do uh, this. We'll take a break. Uh, busy show already. Your phone calls around the corner. We are back after this. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Back, uh, your phone calls are pouring in. Actually, they're not, but I just said that to make the show sound busier than we really are. Um, why is everybody laughing? Got one call here. We got one call. John from St. Louis. He wants to talk about Richard E. Nixon. Lester is up next. Good afternoon. Hey, Paul. Hey! Anybody is putting Alabama down, they uh, estimate they underestimated them last year, and they went to the playoff. And that ball ain't nothing but a crybaby. You're right about that, Lester. So, what do you think, Lester? You think Alabama is in good shape next year? I think they're gonna be in pretty good shape. So I think Nick left them in pretty good shape. Uh, I'm in Alabama. I got uh, cerebral palsy. I was born with it. Had it ever since I was five years old. Yes, sir. Where do you live in Alabama? And I'm, six, and I'm 63 years old now. Yes, sir. And I'd like to meet Nick Saban sometime. You think that might be possible? Yeah, where, where, uh, where in Alabama do you live? In some in Somerville, Alabama. Okay. Next, uh, like in Decatur. Yeah, so you're uh, you're up in North Alabama. Decatur. You're, you're you're on the way to Nashville. Um, yeah. I tell you what. Uh, I think we'll, uh, I'll I'll see we'll see what we can do. How about that? That'd be fine. Okay. Well, I bet he would enjoy meeting you, Lester. You take care of yourself. Thank you. Jeff is in Montgomery, Alabama. Hello, Jeff. Hey, Paul. How are you doing? We're doing well. Thank you. Uh, I want to tell you why so many people don't like Taylor Swift. Why is that? Because she don't wear a red hat, a mega hat. If she wore that like a Jim, Squirrel, and Legend, all them guys, they'll, they'll be praising her. So you think you think because her uh, boyfriend uh, is is pro-vax and she's indicated? I think did she endorse Biden the last time? Yes, sir. Okay, she stayed apolitical, but, there, but there's a the, there's a thinking that she's maybe a little more progressive than let's say Morgan Wallen. Okay, then, Empire. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. I don't know her politics. I've never met Taylor Swift. I had lunch somebody with, with, with somebody she uh, I had lunch a couple of years ago with a guy she once dated. Does that I don't think that's that's only one degree of separation, not six degrees. Yeah, I don't think that gets me in the that, that gets me eligible to spend a thousand dollars to get in a lottery so I can sit in the last row of one of her concerts. I know who could get me closer to the stage, and that's my my bash brother Bash. Well, if she ever comes to Denver, Paul, I'm your man to go to for sure. How's please, my bash brother doing? Please come to Denver for the springtime. 
Yes, that please the springtime because she would one? never come here from November to February. No. Well, that was an old. Uh, was that Boston? Please come but, to Boston. Please come to Denver. And what was the other one? Please come to Denver for the springtime. I was trying to remember the, the lyrics of that song. I have no idea what song well, it was you're the talking song, about. The, the name God. of the song is "Please Come to Boston." Ah, uh, okay. So speaking of songs, Paul, I actually want to talk about your show's theme song because you know, in a couple months, uh, Texas and Oklahoma is going to be joining the SEC, and the song is still the same. So I wanted to pitch uh, an idea to you, if you don't mind. Oh, okay. Uh, the third one was "Please Come to L.A." So the, the, the lyric is, please come uh, to Denver uh, with the snowfall. Yeah. We'll move up into the mountains so, so far that we can't be found. You ought to check that song out. Dave Loggins. Dave Loggins. Nice. I definitely know the artist, but the lyrics are unfamiliar. But, it's, only, uh, it's only his most famous song. Well, well, well how made. long ago was it, Paul? Uh, I'd say 70, probably 50 years, 74, 50, exactly 50 years ago. I'm, I'm, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's almost twice my age, and you're giving me crap for not knowing the lyrics. Like, what is this? I, I'm not giving, I, I just thought because you, you, live in De- you live in Boulder, you might have heard it. Well, I know the artists, but the lyrics are definitely like, Paul, I, I'm a sports guy. I can barely remember the lyrics to my own birthday song. Well, I, I remember the song because the last line is, I'm the number one fan of the man from Tennessee. And I was speaking of Elvis. Ah, uh, obviously. Okay. Now I understand the connection. See, Elvis Honestly, used to be my bash from brother Memphis, you, Tennessee. you became my bash brother. Okay. Uh, bash, will be your best so, wait, so the question is about Taylor Hicks. Wait, what's the question about Taylor you Hicks? Said you wanted oh, to you're ask right. The question the about right. Our He's the artist the song. Sorry. You had a question about our theme song. Right, because I was wanted to offer an idea for the inclusion of uh, Texas and Oklahoma. Okay, well, go ahead. I'm sure Taylor's watching right now. So, well, here's my first question to you, Paul. Without stuttering, can you say, and bonus points if you can say it fast, Red River Rivalry? Red River Rivalry. Eh, not bad. But in my and for this idea, I think... Uh, I mean, it's, with Southern accents, it's very hard to keep the R's going without, you know, stuttering on your tongue. But nice, nicely South? done. Nicely done. And it's, anytime you ask them, they're like, oh, Red yeah, River well, Rivalry. Know, isn't Dave Loggins, didn't he do the Masters themes, too? Wow, he's pretty well known. Now, that's a famous theme. You got a popular artist and a popular sporting event. Now, is Dave Loggins like related magic in to Kenny Loggins? Okay. Is he? No. Oh. Well, you would think so. It's like there's not many that there's not many that famous uh, logins out there. So maybe Apple didn't fall far off the tree. But uh, my idea for the show theme song, Paul, is because you already have uh, big upsets to rivalries twice in the song. So why not replace it with the Red River rivalry for one of them? Like. The Red River okay. Rivalry. Okay, Bash, thanks. Uh, you just got bonged. Or gonged. <laughs> yeah, okay, they're second cousins. I mean, the, the Masters team, you're about to have it embedded in your ear in about seven weeks. So 
Get ready for it. We'll take a short break, and we are back with more Name That Tune right here. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. We got 30 uh, players from the Southeastern Conference connected to the Super Bowl Sunday, including uh, practice players. Usher is the halftime show. We asked a question on uh, Twitter today Who should be next year's Super Bowl halftime? Can't say Taylor Swift. I don't think she's doing it. We are back and more phone calls here, and Gene is in Louisiana. Hello, Gene. Hey, Paul. Uh, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Listen, uh, I, j- I just wanted to say that best uh, <clears throat> I know uh, from a hole in the ground about 70s music, but what I want to ask is how do you uh, view uh, what Brian Kelly's trying to do at LSU? Um, Considering the transfer portal and NIL and this stuff, with what um, Kirby Smart did at Georgia, do you think he can uh, he can kind of do the same? I do. Uh, I, I think because of the richness of LSU's tradition and everything that they have going for it, uh, I think he can. Uh, you know, Kirby Smart did it a little bit uh, more seamlessly. But I think Kelly uh, now, finally, after two years, has everything in place. He's got a, he's, I think for the first time he really has a top-notch coaching staff. He's bringing in the best players. And I believe they're very close. It may not, it may not quite be there this year. I think they're going to be slightly short of making the playoffs. But I think next year could be uh, easily a playoff run for the for the Tigers. Thank you very much for the call. Ed is in Virginia. Hello, Ed. Hey, Paul. It's a pleasure to meet you. Uh, on, you. Well, not meet you, but speak to you on the phone. I'm a new listener. Appreciate I enjoy it. your takes on the SEC, even though I'm not an SEC fan. Um, my question to you is, I grew up in Pennsylvania. I want to know your take on Penn State. It's very frustrating as a fan to constantly be ranked in the preseason top 10 and every year finish 10-2. and two. I will hang up. I don't Thank know you. if it is a lack of recruiting, coaching, or what. I'd just like to hear your take on that. Nice chatting Thank with you. Thank you, Ed. Uh, I think James Franklin is a very good coach. He, has, he runs a perfectly acceptable program. 
I think he is a woeful game coach, continues to make big mistakes in the moment, and, and I think uh, if Penn State is content with a 10-2 record every year, which, by the way, is better than almost anyone else, then he will probably be there forever. But I don't think Penn State will ever get back to where they used to be under Joe Pa as long as he is the coach. Mike is in Georgia. Hello, Mike. Hey, Paul. Uh, just uh, kind of quick question. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I, I, just my, my, my thought process on this. So yesterday was signing day. The kids, you know, the young men are signing up with universities, and they're and I don't have to say take a look at the schedule, but you take a look at some of these schedules, and they're Stanford, for example. I mean, they're they're going to travel like I don't know three or four times from the West Coast to the East Coast to to play these different universities. Is that a is that a is that a detriment to them, or is that a positive for them? To like you know what. I'm getting on a plane. I've never been on a plane before. I, I get to go somewhere. I get to see somewhere new. Um, what, what, what's your what's your feedback on that? Yeah, I, I think if you're that age, you're not you're not bothered by a four and a half hour plane ride. It, it really doesn't phase you. Uh, so I, I don't think that's a negative. I mean, it's a little crazy to me and you maybe, but I think at that age. What did what did you what 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 bothered you at seventeen or eighteen or nineteen? Actually, I mean, I'm, I, I agree, man. Listen, I, I think it's a from my standpoint after doing it, I, I think it's an unbelievable positive. If you've never yeah. done that, been there, well, you get to do that. You're, you're, you're young. Get to what, what, what's you've never the big seen before? I mean, if you, uh, you know, I, I think in the Big Ten, it's going to work a little more effectively. I, I think the ACC, if you're uh, having to go out there to Cal or Stanford uh, to play a meaningless game, that's going to be the problem. But you know, for, for SC to go to Penn State or, or Oregon to, to go halfway across the country, I, I, don't think, I don't think it's that big a deal. And plane travel. Yeah, I, think, I, I, think it's, I, I think it's exciting. Yeah, exciting no, opportunity for, uh, for young men to be able to do that. I, mean, I, I think it would it, be great. Thanks, Mike. I used to travel when I was in college uh, with the team. And – uh, so football was easy. Uh, well, football is not easy if you have a night game, because that means you're. You know, it, football is hard to move. A, you, you know, you have a night game. It ends at midnight. You're not getting back till four in the morning because it takes a while to. But I remember basketball. Uh, but I never did the night. We didn't. There weren't a lot of night games back then. Uh, but in basketball, I mean, we would. Uh, I would cover the the game where let's say it was in Baton Rouge and fly back to Knoxville. We'd get home at two thirty. I. We didn't even go to bed. I mean, we just went out and got something to eat. I mean, you're, you're a college student. What does 2.30 in the morning mean? It means a little bit different as you get older. Well, you, what are you looking at, Randy? When was the last time you saw 2.30 in the morning? <laughs> I mean, I'm not talking about getting up in, in the middle of the night. I'm talking about going in. You're a musician. You probably saw it a lot more. Stacy is up next in Tennessee. Hello, Stacy. Hello, Paul. It's a pleasure and an honor to speak to you again, Thank sir, you. and I'm thankful that you are doing well. Thank you. Uh, sir, I am from a very small town in West Tennessee, Hollow Rock, Brewston. I graduated with 60 people. Mm. There's nothing here, but last night our beloved Patrick Willis oh, wow. was inducted into the NFL Hall of Fame. And not only are we proud of him for that accomplishment, what he's done for the kids, um, donating equipment, football camps every year still. 
he's just a great man, and I wanted to put it out there that there's a couple thousand people that are just beaming with pride for that him. That is fantastic. I mean, what a great player, uh, both yes. in college and in the NFL, and I'm, I, I actually missed that. I didn't hear that uh, overnight, so I appreciate you sharing that with us. Yes, sir. Uh, I spoke with you and uh, Roman Harper when I met y'all about him, and uh, it's just so – it's incredible. It's well, just incredible. Uh, we're proud for uh, Patrick and his family and for the for you guys uh, up there. Uh, appreciate the call. Thank you. Uh, enjoyed that. That's really cool. Uh, Brandon is up next in Tennessee. Hello, Brandon. Hello, Paul. I'm actually about 25 minutes away from her. Oh, okay. But – my question, my question is, have you had any updates on Greg Brooks Jr.? No, uh, that's an interesting question uh, because remember that during the season, uh, you know, he played for LSU and uh, he went to St. Jude's, didn't he? Yes, and the reason I asked, my daughter actually got diagnosed with cancer in August, and I got real close with their family while we was up there, okay. his grandmother especially, and I hadn't. I have lost contact with her, and Brandon, I was just wondering I will, if there was uh, we'll any update. With, we'll check with somebody in Baton Rouge, and uh, I'm so sorry to hear about the diagnosis. I hope uh, so. So you spent. I I I I don't want to speak for you, but uh, I grew up around St. Jude, and there's no place better in the world. There isn't. We we're absolutely thrilled we got to go there. But uh, me and his grandmother got real close while we were there, and. I've lost contact with her, and I'd just like to tell her, yeah, we'll, you know, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we're we still have, Obviously, people watching in Baton Rouge, we'll see if we can get you an update on that. And uh, all the best to you uh, and your family, and uh, hopefully uh, you, you get through this. Uh, thank you very, very much. Uh, we're heading to the break. One hour down on a Friday afternoon. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show Podcast.